Here at Miss Teacher Mom, we recognize the great privilege and responsibility that we have as parents to educate our children. Beyond math and phonics, this also includes building their characters, molding their hearts, and reaching their souls. A burden too big to carry on our own. We sense the call to missional motherhood, but we could use some help from those who have more experience and wisdom than us. So we're calling upon some wonderful godly women and men to encourage and equip us as we seek to raise our kids with eternity in mind. Two weeks ago, we discussed the value of creating and implementing a family vision. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you'd really benefit from hearing part one before listening to this one. Today, we're talking about creating an emotional vision for your children. I'd love to start the conversation, Mel, by asking if you could define what an emotional vision is and what was your emotional vision for your kids? Sure. Uh, when I think about having an emotional vision for your children, I immediately think about James 4, uh, verses 1 through 3, which says, What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is not the source your pleasures that wage war in your members? You lust and do not have, so you commit murder. You are envious and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You, do, you ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. So Ted Tripp refers to these verses quite a bit in his book, Shepherding a Child's Heart, if I'm remembering correctly. And even hearing these verses in the context of raising children was really helpful to me as an adult trying to understand my own emotions. So um, as I'm reading Shepherding a Child's Heart and hearing him quote that verse, I'm thinking, what is the source of my conflicts and quarrels? Why do I get so frustrated, angry, sad in certain situations? Why am I so discouraged or anxious at times? I think as a Christian, my own emotions were causing me to feel a lot of guilt rather than causing me to reflect on the desires and longings of my own heart which result in emotions of some sort, inevitably, and then going to the Lord with those emotions and with what I discover there in my heart and asking for his forgiveness, for his transformation. So again, this was kind of revolutionary for me, um, thinking on these verses in the context of parenting, and it really helped me have a vision for my kids regarding their emotions. And again, that definition of that we've been using for having a vision or for vision is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination and wisdom. So for my own kids, we envisioned adults who understand that their emotions originate in their heart. I think this is a biblical um, idea. Your emotions originate in your heart and they can be good or they can be bad. So we wanted our children to know the selfish and sinful tendencies of their own hearts and the hearts of other people and submit to those to the Lord. And we also wanted them to grow into older teens and young adults who were humble yet confident in Christ. That is so countercultural. <laughs> I feel like we're completely bombarded by this idea that we have the right to feel however we feel we don't need to explain or reflect on those emotions and whether they're right or wrong. So I think what you're saying is extremely helpful as a mom to know that, no, not only do we 
evaluate our own emotions, which I don't do enough, but that we need to teach our children that some emotions are right and some are wrong. Some are okay and some are not. Some are good and some are bad. And we can be teaching that at such a young age because our sweet little kiddos are full of all sorts of emotions, which provide tons of opportunities to teach them about themselves. And oh, yeah. I'm just so helped by what you're sharing. Even as an adult, like you mentioned, we continue to learn about ourselves. We need to process our own emotions according to God's word. We need to repent of our emotions sometimes. Could you talk about how you and Robert practically trained your kids to develop healthy and even godly emotions? Yes. Uh, When I think back on this, I think the most helpful thing we did to train them was to apologize and ask their forgiveness for our own unhealthy, sinful emotions. So if we got angry or raised our voice or we spoke sarcastically or in a mocking tone, just things like that. There's many things like that. We tried to go to them faithfully and apologize and admit that the way we acted was wrong and came from sinful desires and emotions in our own hearts. So... This may go without saying, but I feel like I need to give the disclaimer that if a parent is always having to apologize and ask forgiveness for a child like multiple times a day, every day, um, this probably will not result in training their emotions or modeling godly emotions. Um, It may result in something more like license for sinful emotions because the parent is constantly indulging in their sinful emotions and and then, or worse, some kind of trauma or abuse. So what I'm talking about here is just the occasional loss of temper or sharp tone that your child just needs to see overall maturity in your own emotions. And that, and they need to understand that even as adults who walk with God, they'll struggle with sin. And that sometimes that sin hurts others. And then when it does, they should take responsibility for it by apologizing and asking the forgiveness um, of whoever they've offended or hurt. So another thing that we did with our kids was just to notice their emotions and validate what we could regarding their emotions rather than ignoring their emotions or condemning them for having any emotions. So I think sometimes, sometimes in the church, sometimes in Christian circles, um, emotions are all bad they're condemned, they're regarded, if you have emotions, you're regarded as immature. Um, Rather than us identifying those emotions and submitting those emotions to Christ for healing or for transformation. So I I know God's word acknowledges emotions and it offers us counsel about them. So it makes me think of Ephesians 4.26, which has that well-known verse about anger, which says, be angry, And do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. So this verse acknowledges the emotion of anger. um, And it warns us that we should not let anger linger, but deal with it immediately. So it is not an accusation, but it's an acknowledgement of the emotion. And it offers us counsel about our tendency to sin in our emotion of anger. Uh, So though... It was very far from perfect. This is the pattern that we tried to follow with our kids. Acknowledge the emotion, talk about it, discern if there is sin in it due to the desires that wage war in their heart, and then try and deal with it as immediately as possible. Uh, We homeschooled our kids, and 
this is a story about one of my kids. And homeschool kids in our town are allowed to play on the local high school sports teams. So one of our sons tried out for the high school basketball team, and basketball is just his absolute passion. Two years in a row he tried out. Two years in a row he was rejected and did not make the team. And this caused him to be extremely emotional. So a big mix of sadness, anger, and even self-hatred started to consume him. So at first we tried to give him lots of comfort, lots of reassurance, lots of compassion, lots of pep talks. But when he was still being consumed with these emotions days and weeks later, we then we had to sort of switch and start counseling him and training him how to, on how to just move forward in the Lord. So giving this disappointment over to the Lord, trusting that for whatever reason, this was God's will for his life. It was hard. It was difficult. He was very emotional, but, and we let him be that for a while, but after a while it seemed to be unhealthy and sinful and we had to start intervening um, and helping him move past it. That's great. I love, I'm encouraged by what you shared about acknowledging the emotion and then dealing with it accordingly. My kids are still young, but I, I have seen friends really struggle with their kids' mental health needs. Um, what encouragement, wisdom, or resources can you provide to parents of kids that need more help than they feel equipped to handle? Yes, it, it really does seem like kids are struggling more and more with mental health these days, which is a little concerning, um, but I can see there's lots of contributing factors in our current culture. So my own kids have struggled with some, at times, serious anxiety and depression, um, and it can be a challenge to help them walk through that. So I have a story about one of my sons when he was about seven or eight years old. We were visiting family in Texas, and we thought it would be super fun to take them to an IMAX movie, which was about the state of Texas. So this was one of those movies where it feels like you're in an airplane or a parachute or a roller coaster, getting a bird's eye view of all the different parts of the state. Um, so even before the movie started, this child was begging to leave, just sitting in the theater in front of that huge IMAX screen was just that was causing them a lot of fear and anxiety. And this kid was doing everything in his power to not stay in his seat and not look at the screen. So I was just kind of perturbed and I thought he was being overly dramatic, but then he started crying as the lights went out and I just angrily took him out of the theater to sit in the lobby so he wouldn't ruin everyone else's experience. So as we sat there together waiting, I could tell how absolutely relieved this child was to be out of the theater. And I was immediately convicted about my anger and about just being so rigid with him. I had paid a lot of money for us to have this experience and I was frustrated about wasting it. So after a few minutes, um, I told my son I was sorry for making him stay, for telling him I was gonna make him stay and watch the movie even though he was scared. And when I asked him to forgive me for that, he said, yes, he would forgive me for that. And it was only after that that I could try and draw him out a bit and understand his perspective, why he was so anxious, so scared. And I really wish I could say that I realized right then that day when my kid was seven or eight years old in that movie theater, that that level of anxiety 
and just an overall heightened sensitivity to his surroundings would be a really prominent struggle for him into adulthood. But I did not realize that. It took more and more incidents for us, all of us, to realize that he really was struggling with an emotional and mental health issue. So we ended up talking to his pediatrician who was extremely helpful in getting him some tested. He needed him some resources to navigate through this struggle. I will, and I will never forget the day that we went in for some test results, which actually wasn't that long ago. So this was an older teen at this point. Um, and all of the test results were negative for getting a diagnosis for something like AD, ADD, um, also negative for anxiety, negative for depression. So he kind of had a level of all of that, but nothing um, high enough to qualify him for some kind of specific diagnosis. So when we went in for that, um, for those results, uh, Dr. Kenny, our wonderful pediatrician, looked my son in the eye, acknowledged the emotional struggle that he had been having, empathized with him, and then said to my son, some of the world's greatest thinkers, artists, and leaders have had this very same struggle. It is a strength and a liability. Let's help you understand how to manage this. It was such a blessing. So I would, I would encourage parents of children who are struggling emotionally um, to pray without ceasing, first of all, for healing, freedom from whatever um, mental illness they may be suffering from, for comfort for them in the midst of it, and the peace of Christ that surpasses understanding. So even though my son still wrestles with some anxiety, depression, sensitivity at times, I have really seen the Lord bring about so much healing in his heart and in his mind. And we had such wonderful experiences with doctors. I would really encourage parents to talk to a trusted doctor, counselor. Um, and since my son didn't really meet the metrics for a disorder diagnosis, um, his doctors recommended great books for him to read, uh, ways for him to redirect his thoughts. They recommended exercise, a healthy diet, plenty of sleep, limited screen time. It was wonderful to hear a doctor say that and not just parents. Um, and my son maintains those disciplines and habits to this day. And he's also seen a counselor at his college who helped him talk through some of these struggles. So he's had a lot of um, help and support navigating these these issues that he struggles with. Um, so I guess if I was to summarize having a, an emotional vision for your kids, the vision would be for humble, confident kids who know that their emotions originate in their heart, either from a sinful place or just a natural reaction place. And also that those emotions can warrant um, a trip to the doctor, some tests, things like that, and helping them walk through that. But implementing this would involve modeling godly emotions as a parent and apologizing when you don't. And also implementing the vision would be just acknowledging and affirming emotions in your kids rather than shutting them down or condemning them for having emotions, just helping them better understand their own emotions, forsaking the ones that don't honor God, and then coming around them to support them with helpful resources when their mental health is affected in relation to their emotions. 
Thank you. This has been so helpful. I think that the emotional well-being of our children can be neglected until we see red flags. So it's really helpful to hear that we can actually be intentionally molding our children's understanding of their own emotions and developing those emotions with them and for them as they grow up so that they can be healthy adults. And our emotions impact our entire lives, our jobs, our relationships, our habits and tendencies. Our emotions really are important for every aspect of our lives throughout our lives. So I think you've provided a lot of encouragement and I think you've really equipped us with things to think about as we seek to raise our kids with eternity in mind, but also with adulthood in mind and with their best well-being in mind. So thank you, Mel. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks, Caitlin. I hope that today's episode has encouraged and equipped you to raise your children with eternity in mind. And remember, we are not doing this alone. As Christians, God wills us to will and to work for His good pleasure. We are trusting in the finished work of Christ, and we're empowered by His Holy Spirit. If this episode has been helpful to you, could you please write a review for other moms and share this podcast with your friends? For more information and the show notes, check out MissTeacherMom.com. And please join us next week for the Miss Teacher Mom podcast.